Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. Hi there, I'm Malia Kamalova with teammate Kayleen Holden. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice so that you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. The Great Resignation is a recent term that some of you may have heard floating around. It refers to the post-pandemic, quote-unquote, quit-your-job movement, fueled by a lot of pandemic uncertainty and pandemic-related epiphanies. That's why on today's episode, we are going to talk about two things. One, what is the great resignation and is it truly happening? And two, how to know whether you should quit your job too. And now this is The Females. Anthony Klotz, an associate professor of management at Texas A&M University, mentioned the term great resignation during an interview with Bloomberg. And I feel like that kind of blew up. And there have been a few articles that I've seen about the great resignations since then. And a recent survey of workers in the UK and Ireland said that 38% of workers are not returning to their pre-pandemic jobs. And similarly, a US survey found that 26% of workers are planning to leave their current job over the next few months. So over the pandemic, I think many workers have reconsidered their lifestyles, jobs, and just overall daily routines. And then this combined with a long period of uncertainty is leading people to quit their jobs, which is now being called the great resignation. According to a U.S. survey, the top reasons people are leaving their jobs are, one, employees want to continue working from home and maybe their jobs want to return to a brick and mortar office. Two, people have increased their savings over the pandemic, and they have a little bit of a financial cushion to fall back on, which allows them to quit their job and maybe explore a new career path. And three, 
people are critically thinking about the role that work plays in their lives. Yeah, I think all of these are heightened by the pandemic. And I know just from like my group of friends, there's so many people that are permanently remote now. And they're just like, I I just can't even imagine stepping back into an office. I think some people I know have like a hybrid situation that they have going now where it's like once a month or once a week or something, which I feel like companies also see the value in keeping their teams remote as well. I think this is really exciting and powerful, I guess. I know it sounds Mm -hmm. sort of cheesy, but anything where the power gets back into the employee's hands is really interesting to me. And I know that this is like a really hot topic right now. And there's all these studies coming out about like whether like the the flex situation is going to work, whether having some people come in some days of the week and other people other days. So it's all really interesting. It'll be really interesting to see how it pans out. And Aaliyah, I know we've spoken uh, a little bit about just uh, personally, I know I would have a ton of anxiety if I was uh, expected to start doing this, you know, hour and a half of commute to work mm-hmm. uh, again. Or or if just the other end of it is just like being uncertain about whether or not you are going in or, or when it's going to happen and you're just kind of waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I found myself way more productive and just way more healthy <laughs> being fully remote. I know we had like a taste of that before the pandemic, but now it's just like, it feels like work can just be more seamlessly. It's just a part of your life rather than like a separate thing that you go do. And then I don't know, you switch off and you're something else. So I do think that like, you know, that third reason people are critically thinking about the role that work plays in their life. I do hope that that persists as a total mental shift. That's, you know, long past just this post pandemic or pandemic period. It's like, I don't even feel like I can call it post-pandemic yet. It feels it feels too transition-y right now. <laughs> yes. Ab- yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I will get into that, I'm sure, too, where mm-hmm. it's this rush to call it post-pandemic life. It's like, well, we're very much still in it. Yeah. and Or we're lucky enough in the U.S. to, and especially in California, I think we're reaching like very high levels of vaccination here. So that's really exciting and it eases your mind a little bit. But there, there's elsewhere in the world where, that is very much not the case. And this idea that it's all over is also, I don't know, maybe I don't want to say foolish, but like uh, a little bit of counting, what is it, counting mm-hmm. your chick, counting the eggs before they hatch or something? Eggs so? before they hatch? Yeah. <laughs> is it the chicken or the egg before they hatch? I guess it's the, I guess it's the chickens because the eggs are, they're eggs, right? <laughs> it's like I don't the, know. <laughs> it's like uh, when a uh, Bravo housewife completely gets it wrong and like does the opposite thing. That's how. Yeah, this will be the master cut that I'll add to our reunion (laughs) show. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. So coming up, we'll share tips for knowing whether you should leave your job and be a part of this great resignation. As we've mentioned on this episode, more and more companies and employees are switching to remote work or are prioritizing jobs that offer remote work options. And more and more people are creating their dream lives to live and work wherever they choose. But for many employers, this makes it almost impossible to offer benefits like health insurance to their whole team. So as more companies embrace the advantage of hiring global talent, they're starting to realize that the benefits are still very localized and constrained by national borders. But that's where our sponsor, Safety Wing, comes in. Safety Wing has solved 
this problem for remote teams by creating the first global health insurance. Safety Wing is on a mission to fix the problem of remote employee benefits by offering borderless benefits for remote and distributed teams. Safety Wing's remote health insurance works in any country too, so that means whether you live there or are just visiting. They have a fully equipped health insurance that works for all of your global employees, so it is built for a truly global workforce. Plus, the great thing about Safety Wing is that you can add anyone affiliated with your company to one simple plan that gets cheaper as you scale. So with Safety Wing, you have the ability to customize your policy to make it perfect for your team. Remote health insurance works globally, so you can hire the best talent in the world regardless of where they live. Safety Wing's remote health allows companies to offer equal benefits to the whole team, no matter where they live or are located. And your team is global, so their benefits should be too. Go to safetywing.com slash remote health to learn more. That's safetywing.com slash remote health. Our first tip when it comes to deciding whether or not to quit your job is to not make any rash decisions. If your company has been remote and plans to return back to an office, more than likely you will experience a hybrid work schedule at first. I personally haven't heard of any companies that have just kind of um, made this switch. It's like, okay, June 1st, we're back and that's it. Um, I know a lot of people that are like phasing departments in certain groups of people and not even full-time at first. So if you are unsure with whether you want to keep your job Stick with your job and see what that flexible work schedule looks like. So consider going back for a week or two at least. And don't assume, I think this is really important, don't assume that your company won't work with you to find a work schedule that works best for you. So I think a lot of people are like, no way, I, I want remote and looks like we're going back to the office, so I need to leave ASAP. But I do think companies and management will be more open to hearing, um, you know, negotiating a more flexible work situation because they've seen it. They were forced to see it work for the past year and a half or whatever. So I think try to stick it out and don't make any um, just rash decisions of like, I really don't want to go tomorrow, so I'm just not going to show up. I think there'll be a lot of flexibility for you returning back to the office, if that's the case. Yeah. And I think, I, I know there's a lot of talk about waiting and and, and seeing, you know, how this is going to happen. And I, I do think there's value in maybe sending an email or, or in a one-on-one mm-hmm. speaking to your manager about, you know, just saying, you know, this is how I'm feeling about going back. I, I either like, A, don't want to at all. B, I would like to work out something flex or like C, I know, I know there are people that very much do want to go back in. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, the, those are probably people that are earlier in their career or, or for whatever reason, they're, they're done with the four walls of their apartment, which mm-hmm. I, I can relate to that. But yeah, um, definitely trying to have that conversation is, is worth it rather than, because if you just wait for it to fall, how you think it's going to fall, that's just going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And it, and it might just end up aggravating you when you could have the conversation and potentially be met with an agreeable outcome. Yeah. Plus you have the data, like you worked a year over a year remotely, if the, if this is the case and you could like, you know, also back up what you're saying with stats and data being like, Oh, I got this amount 
more done or whatever it is that you think your company values. So yeah, you, I mean, it's like, it's already, you've already done it. So you've proven you can. So just talk, have a, have a little talk with your manager. <laughs> Our second tip is to determine your finances. Run a personal finance audit on yourself. If you have a financial cushion and are dying to leave your job, then you may be able to do it. If you don't have substantial savings, set a realistic goal for yourself that'll give you the freedom to leave your job. Yeah, this one's, I would say, is just a general quitting advice. Um, <laughs> and it's very much tied to our first step about not being super rash with determine, with just quitting your job. It was interesting to see that one of the top reasons in the U.S. was that people have more of a savings. So yeah, you are able to logically take a risk because you have maybe a few months to look for another job or if you're starting your own business or whatever, you have that like cushion to go and try it for once. <laughs> and I, I know there's a lot of advice out there about uh, having a, a runway um, of savings or, or money that will set you up for six months or three months without a job. So uh, I know we have an article by Sarah Goff DuPont, DuPont from Atlassian. Um, I guess we could link to that in the show notes, but I'm, yeah. I think it's about kind of how to give yourself basically a financial audit after you get laid off or fired, but you can apply the same advice if you're deciding to leave a job. But there's really good advice about kind of taking an audit of your expenses and building a runway and, and you know, just using straight math to figure out what your runway looks like and what you can do. Our third tip to know when to quit is to check in with yourself. So pay attention to what your body is telling you. Are long hours, demanding schedules, and an uncomfortable work environment leaving you drained of energy, you're unable to sleep, or you're you are constantly having colds and headaches? Your health is a priority if as if that's not something what we like, we've definitely learned that this past year. And if you aren't feeling well, chances are you aren't functioning at full capacity. So take a good hard look at your situation. Is your work burning you out and risking your health and your body and your mind? And it's just not worth it because sometimes you could even like view, I don't know, your productivity. I hate to like say that because it feels like a very detached from your health and physical and mental health. But if you've noticed that like this past year, you were able to do stuff. And the only reason you don't want to return to the office or return to your job is just like a gut feeling of like, I just feel a lot better when I'm not there, then I feel like it's a good sign that maybe if you have the capabilities to use this opportunity to make a work shift to another job, another company, whatever feels better to you. This probably will be old news by the time this comes out in about a week, but I'm kind of really diving into this uh, Naomi Osaka story where she mm -hmm. um, took herself out of the, the French Open for her mental health. And and I'm seeing there's a lot of headlines that are like, she quit the French Open. It's like, no, she actually put her actual human self first. And she does a job that's in insanely mm -hmm. physically demanding. So of course, if she's having mounted stress and anxiety for speaking in front of millions of people, your job as a an athlete is also to be a public speaker, which to me is just, uh, doesn't really line up. But I think that is such a, a powerful message that she's uh, putting mm -hmm. across. And ugh, I, don't, I, I mean, that's it. I think if we've learned one thing over the past year, it's your health. Mm -hmm. Your health is it. We we know that and we have to be reminded of that constantly, especially at work when you're you're still expected, I feel like, to shove it down a little bit. It's like, you yeah. can't do that. It's 
it will literally kill you. Yeah. So this is your reminder to (laughs) take care of yourself. Yes. Yes, please. Our fourth tip is to pay attention to how your company or management has handled the pandemic or this post-pandemic period. Look at what your manager and higher-ups are doing. If what they do or have done doesn't appeal to you, then more than likely your values don't align. This is especially true if you don't see anywhere for you to grow within the company. Uh, I think this is huge. I think that in a way the pandemic has, like we said, it, it's given people a chance to really look at what's important. And, and it is, it's your health and it's how people are treating people. Like the whole emphasis on the bottom line and, and all of that, like it goes away if people are, are sick and burnt out all the time. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. I think also seeing how your company handled or management or whoever it is managed uh, such a huge transition in the world is like really telling. It's like, that's probably like one of the biggest crises that's ever happened. So it's like seeing how they perform under pressure. And I will add to this during literally like a revolution going on in, in the U.S. and seeing how your company handled that and what kind of resources they provided for their employees who are going through so much, or even themselves, how they handled like taking time off or whatever, because like your managers are humans too. That is also very telling, where if there's a lot of promises of like, we won't go back to X, Y, Z ever, and you slowly feel like, oh, that was just kind of said and not acted upon, that also is a huge red flag. And then not seeing anywhere to grow within the company I would say this also is one of those like general quitting advice. (laughs) Like if you've really like pandemic or not, like there's not, if there's nowhere, if you want to grow and there's nowhere to grow to, then you've probably kind of reached your max potential at this job. And it may be time to quit for a positive reason to, um, you know, fulfill something that you can't necessarily get at your current company. Yeah. I feel like uh, this is so cheesy, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's also like a great awakening. I feel like in the workplace, it's, it's, time for these antiquated methods, which I feel like I know at Career Contessa, it's, it's been this like thing of, oh, can remote work work? Does, you know, does mm-hmm. empathy matter at work? And and this kind of flipped everything on its head where it's like, yes, obviously it does. So let's not ignore all the things we learn just because something might, the pandemic might be like mm-hmm. calming down or flattening. It doesn't mean that all of these things go away. And uh, you should probably cut this. But sometimes what I worry about is if this happened again and it was worse, I would really want to know that I was working in a company that that either learned from their mistakes the first time around or or did right or or that I would have the trust that they would do do it right again. Like I know there were people even yeah. who were, you know, sneaking into the office earlier and I was like, ah, like why? Or like, you know, go into mm-hmm. the boss's home to work. And it's like, but why? Like that it's just not necessary. Uh so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, the growth, it's it's how they handle things. It's it's having this faith that they would handle things right if it were to happen again. I think that's huge. Yeah. Okay. Our fifth and final tip is if you are going to resign, try to do it as gracefully as possible. So first of all, try to do it in person or over a video call. If your boss asks for reasons, you can be honest, but keep it brief and respectful. Tell your boss, you know, this isn't working out for me anymore. And if they prod you for more information, you might voice your concerns about how everything had been handled over the past year. But again, keep things brief. Yeah, I think it's so it feels so easy to just like send an email when you're when you've been remote, for example, and just be like, 
I, I have to leave. <laughs> but it is just better to have the as much face-to-face as possible. That way nothing's misconstrued and, I don't know, interpreted in a different tone or something. It's just a lot easier and I think more respectful too. Yeah, I, I think this is just a mat- matter of like being professional and respectful. It's just like you shouldn't break up with someone over text. You shouldn't really break up with your boss over like a Slack message or an email. It's it's just the easy way out. It's just, I don't know, not a good sign. But I also think, I think definitely, especially if you're really frustrated or if you feel like everything's been kind of a disaster and you can't wait to quit, definitely writing down a couple of things lines, Mm -hmm. just basically stock lines that are going to be very, you know, like calm and Mm -hmm. like level headed because, I mean, you sort of would have every right to just go off, but you really don't want to, especially on your way out the door. Just having, you know, your your basic thoughts put down. And and if they do keep prodding you for, well, why are you leaving? One time I did leave a job and I left it because I I wasn't very happy, but I didn't want, I didn't want the last thing to be like, well, I'm not happy. I don't particularly care for you. But my boss kept mm-hmm. asking and asking and asking. And and I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you what you want. So I, it was like this thing of keep it yeah. calm, keep it calm, don't say it, don't say it. And I, I was able not to, but I can see how, how your emotions could flare up and you'd be like, well, I, I hate this job and I hate you. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> try not to do that. Um, always when you quit a job, even if you're quitting because they're horrible, you could always write things down, collect your thoughts and write them down or, or, if there's a um, an exit interview offered with a third party, an HR person, you could do that where you can still be. Um, I mean, I would never I would never give the advice to say like, well, I hate this place and I hate everyone here. <laughs> but to uh, I think an exit interview is a great way to at least put in your advice for how things could be handled better. Whether or not it's listened to is out of your control. But I do think it's an opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would just uh, yeah keep it brief and respectful. Yeah. I would also say like if more than one person is leaving for whatever reason, like, you know, this is the great resignation. So um, if you and your coworker are part of that 30% that's not returning back, I would also just try to like outline, you know, a very clear plan of like how you're going to leave, when you're going to leave, like maybe your mid project or whatever. And you mention like, oh, I'll finish this up by this date. And then that'll be my last project, whatever. But just making it as a smooth transition as possible will be the easiest for you and won't burn any bridges. And I, I think it'll, it'll steer the conversation away from like, and here's also why I'm leaving. <laughs> you can be more like, and this is how I'm leaving. Um, yes, yes. So yeah, that's our, that's our quitting advice for you. <laughs> Uh, so go quit your jobs. Everyone. Go, go, everyone quit right now. We're all calling our boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm texting. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Please keep in mind that 70, about 70% of people are not part of this statistically. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and you can even share future topics that you want us to cover. They really help our show ratings and that means the females will get recommended more often to new listeners. If you're interested in learning more about how to effectively work while remote, check out our course, Remote Control. In it, you'll learn how to set up and enact a successful virtual collaboration strategy. That's linked in the show notes too. 